Hello, and welcome to Raising Your Child on Purpose. My name is Abira Bolu. I'm a teacher with over 16 years experience teaching children aged 4 to 18 and a parenting coach. I believe that the key to raising a successful child is to raise them to be authentic, resilient, and to have a sense of purpose. Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode. Today, I will be talking about why I don't use love languages in expressing love to my children. Now, if you're not familiar with love languages, it's actually, in my opinion, a brilliant concept that was explained by or introduced by Dr. Gary Chapman over 30 years ago and is still very popular because it makes a lot of sense. This sounds like a contradiction, um, but let me just explain what I mean. I love the concept of love languages. I think it's brilliant. I think it's helped a lot of couples and which is what it was originally designed for, to help couples understand the, the primary ways in which each individual receives and also expresses love and by understanding their their primary love language as as he explains it we're able to then show that person love in a way that they understand it's a love language and he breaks them down into five different types of basically expressing love on an emotional level so i love the concept it makes a lot of sense but what i said at the start is i don't use the concept when expressing love to my children. So let me go ahead and explain what these five love languages are that Dr. Gary Chapman um, came up with and over years has just proved to be amazing. I, I, I love it. I just don't use it for kids. All right. So number one, he talks about words of affirmation. And that means that you'll find with individuals, they feel love, they receive love, they know that they're loved by the way you speak to them. And also they feel unloved by the way you speak to them. So the way in which you express love to them, you could be doing other things for them, but if you're speaking harshly, or if you're not saying words that affirm to them, they don't feel loved. Does that make sense? So words of affirmation, number one. Number two, gifts. Some people feel loved when you buy them gifts. So you can say all these wonderful things about them and they don't feel, you know, as loved, but buy them something and they think, oh, you're thinking about me, you know, and you bought me this thing, especially when it's meaningful and means something to them. Acts of service is number three. And some people feel loved and also express love by the things that they do for you and the things that you do for them. So they show you that they love you by doing things, acts of service. And for some other people, those acts just don't mean as much if that's not their primary love language. The fourth type of um, love language is quality time and for some people that's it like you can buy me gifts and all that it means nothing if you're not spending time with me because spending time with me means that you want to be around me you're giving me attention it means you love me and number five physical touch physical touch is just the fact that you see it's almost like you see me and you know you basically consensual touch and you know a hug you know, arm around my shoulder, holding my hand, something like that shows me, oh, you must love me to do that. And withholding that could also show them that or make them feel unloved. So brilliant concept. Um, I recommend that you go and take the quiz. If you're an adult, you haven't done it. And it's good to understand your primary love language. I think that's great. Because sometimes you might be able to see that people are showing you love in the things they do, but you're just not receiving it because it's not your primary love language. But this now brings me back 
to my work as a parent coach, as a teacher, working with kids and working with parents, trying to build that connection and, and restore sometimes broken relationships and just trying to help the parent-child bond. And for me personally, in my home with my children, I don't try to find out the primary love language of my children. Even though, as I said, I think it's a brilliant concept when it comes to my children or when it comes to children, I don't feel or believe that that's the way that we really should be going when it comes to kids. And let me explain why the purpose of this podcast is really for us to listen and think and ask questions. And I would love to hear your thoughts, go back and forth, see how people have used it and how it's been beneficial and all of that. This is not for me to say, this is what you should be doing. I never do that. It's what I believe, what I strongly believe and what I do with my children. And by the end of this um, podcast, I, I, I hope I, I would have been able to explain to you my perspective. And of course, I'd be ready to hear yours as well. So a love language is quite simply a language. It's a language in which we understand how we express, express love, right? So the way I see it, we we're not born with a particular primary love language. You know, when I think about my love language, my, my love language um, was very strongly words of affirmation. It still is the primary one, but things have evened out a bit. And I'll talk about that again at the end. So the primary one was words of affirmation. I don't believe I was born with that strong primary love language. A language is something that we pick up based on our environment. Now, just hear me out. I believe that we're all born with the ability to learn a language. So think about when a baby is born, they're born with the ability to learn a language. But the language they learn, whether it's English, Spanish, French, you know, Portuguese, the language they learn is determined by the environment in which they're in. So actually, they have those, you know, the language senses, they're ready, they're ready. And what people are speaking around them becomes what they learn and the language they learn to speak. That means that the people around them only spoke um, English, they will grow up speaking English unless, of course, they choose to go and dedicate some years and some time in another environment and pick up another language. And at that point, that language might become their secondary language and their primary one is English. I, I don't know if you can see where I'm going, but let's, let's keep going with this. So imagine if they grew up in a multilingual home where different languages were spoken. You will see them picking up both languages. And actually, you can go further and say sometimes the language that they speak will determine or be based on how they're feeling. So sometimes when we're um, those, those people who speak two languages will probably know what I mean. When you're angry, you might, you know, just blurt out the a, a different language that you feel more comfortable to show that when you're in love, you might speak another language more or whatever. So again, it's still based on maybe how you learned it or who spoke it and how they spoke it predominantly to you. The point I'm making here is, I believe that our children and all of us are born with the ability to learn different expressions of love. We're born with the ability to give and receive love in different ways. What becomes our primary way is hugely determined by um, the environment in which we're in and what the people around us are speaking. And therefore, 
I want to be conscious about what I'm speaking around my children. And I'll explain even further what I mean by that. So the reason why, just going back to why love languages, I think is brilliant with adults is because somebody is coming from a different country, culture, you know, using the, the spoken language example, coming from, and you're coming from, so someone's coming from Spain, you're coming from England, two different languages, but you have no idea you have different languages. You're speaking English, they're speaking Spanish. You are just not connecting. It's the same thing with love languages. This person is coming with a different you know, love language as their primary and you have yours and you are just, you know, trying to spend quality time and they're just feeling choked and, you know, and they're just giving you gifts and you're thinking, what is this? I'm not materialistic or whatever. And so you're miscommunicating because you don't know your love languages. And that's why it's a great idea. It really helps couples if they can get it. But when it comes to children, now I'm saying with the children in my home, I want to avoid building their muscle in one particular love language. I'm very conscious to speak all the different languages so that they grow and develop in a way they might still lean towards one or whatever. I am not perfect, so I'm not saying, but I just want to make sure that in my expression of love to them, I am spending quality time, showing physical touch, giving them words of affirmation, acts of service and doing things to show how I feel about them, giving them gifts in a way that they understand mommy really thought about this, thought about you and wanted to give you this. And the reason I say that is when I did the love languages quiz and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm high on words of affirmation. I did what I like to do and what I was encouraged parents to do. I reflected on why am I so high and why, why are some other people I know so different? So that's not as high. And I'll give you more examples of this. And what I found is because in my environment where I grew up, what made me feel unloved was the harsh criticism the words. What I found was I wasn't lacking in other areas, but in this particular area, it's almost like the things that were said to me when I got something wrong was so harsh that it made me feel that for the person to say that, I cannot be loved. But in other areas, I was getting hugs, you know, I was getting hugs. I was getting, and I'll explain what this means, you know, I was getting hugs, gifts were not an issue, you know, whatever we wanted, we could get, it was not an issue. Um, quality time, well, time was being spent as best as possible. But the key thing is, in my case, where I was lacking or what I wasn't getting very strongly became the thing that made me feel like if I was getting that, if I was getting those words of affirmation, I would have felt loved. If I didn't feel loved and I can hold on to this key thing that I wasn't getting, then this must mean that this is the reason why I wasn't loved. Um, I'll give you another example that hopefully would make a bit more sense. So I remember speaking to um, a, a parent I was working with and she made a comment and she said, you know, my child, oh, I know. She just said, you know, my child's love language is definitely not touch. And I said, your child, love language. How would your child not have, how did you work that out? Oh, she just, she, she's not very big on hugs and all of that. And I asked the question, I said, and what about you? Are you 
big on hugs and she goes no 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 I don't I don't I, that's not my love language either I'm, I'm not big on hugs and I said what about your parents were they big no, big on hugs no my mum never really hugged me and I thought <laughs> and you can see where I'm going with this and so we had this conversation I said I don't know a baby that doesn't want to be held I don't believe that any of us were born into this world not needing physical touch but when we're in an environment where we're not hugged, where we're not held, one of two things could happen. Now, one of the things that could happen is this. If you were sure of your mother's love, but she didn't like to hold you or didn't like to carry you or touch you or didn't wasn't big on hugs, but you knew she loved you, you just knew she loved you, you might start to believe that actually maybe hugs are not that important in showing love because I know my mum loves me cognitively, but she doesn't hug me and doesn't like hugs. So physical touch isn't a big deal. Now, if you were in an environment where your, your mum or your dad showed love by hugging the other children when she was happy or hugging you, in fact, when she was happy, but when she wasn't happy with you, when you did something wrong, she withheld affection because some parents do that. They withhold affection when you've done something wrong. No, I am not hugging. I'm not touching until you go and do this. And so you start to feel like, actually, this is a way to show love. And when I'm not in quote good, then it can be taken away from me. So you could actually really associate um, physical touch with love and that could become a primary love language. So it, my point is it, it became very important for us to see why is this my love language? What was it about my environment that made this primary? That's good for the purpose of seeing that with my children, I don't necessarily want to create one primary love language by me, you know, I don't want to make one strong primary love language because I'm withholding it or I'm expressing, I'm, that's the only thing I'm, I'm expressing. So let's, um, I, I remember talking to someone who was saying to me how, um, oh, she doesn't like physical touch. And I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. Why don't you? I don't know. I just don't like physical touch. And then um, I'm I'm friends with her her mum. So I remember speaking to her mum, and her mum was like, her mum said, oh, your friend when she was young. Oh my goodness, she would always come and stay so close to me, and always want hugs. And I just can't stand people on me. So I just always say to her, like, seriously, I can't. The point the mother was making is that I can't believe that she's now, you know, so independent and so strong. Because when she was young, she was always hugging me and wanting to be in my pocket and always hugging. And I thought this is very interesting. I didn't say this to the mum, but I thought, wow. I've just spoke, you know, spoken to my friend and she was saying now she doesn't like physical touch and she doesn't realize or she has never explored or doesn't know the story her mum happened to be telling me where she was so always wanting to hug her mum. And because she and her mum are very close, they have a good relationship, but the mum doesn't like being hugged up, I guess, or touched for whatever reason, um, which actually I, I, I'm now privy to the background she my friend just learned that we can love each other but hugs is not a way so now she's developed a thing where she's like nope that's not a way to show love because it's not the way her mum that she knows loved her showed love it wasn't the language spoken so trying to see how 
if a language is spoken in a conditional way that could make you feel like okay i really want to be loved you know because when i'm loved you you spend time with me and when i do something wrong you send me away to my room so now quality time makes me know that you feel you know good about me that's one way you could develop the language so i don't want to create that for my children i rather be intentional about expressing love in the five different ways as best as I humanly can. Words of affirmation, making sure I'm not criticizing and being harsh. The key thing is my kids know I love them. They know that. But if I, when I, whenever I was upset, and this is another thing I haven't mentioned, when a parent is upset and they give silent treatment, words of affirmation, become such a strong love language for that child. Because when I, I didn't feel loved, when words were held back from me. So not only when I was spoken to harshly, but when you stopped talking to me and I, you know, that that's the kind of thing that would happen. And then the child just feels like, if you're not speaking to me, that you're not showing me you love me or how you talk to me. So I always say to parents when they're like, oh, find out the love language of your child. I'm thinking, wait, no. Just love your child in the five different ways as best as you can. Express love in the millions of ways that exist. Because when we say find out the love language of your child, I'm thinking the love language of your child was already created by the environment in which you created for them. So you're only reinforcing it. Isn't it better to equip them in such a way that they know that um, they can develop love they can show love express love rather they can express love and receive love in different ways isn't it wonderful if they can understand when someone talks to them in kind ways they understand that that could be love and gifts and quality time and they can also express that to their partners and their friends in different ways and not be so in one way you know this is a thing not saying that they might not develop a primary i can't control that but what i found over time with me as I started doing this and thinking about love languages in this way, I started becoming intentional about giving myself love in certain ways that I didn't receive and also expressing love in the ways I didn't receive. So for example, things like um, I started to understand that, you know, words of affirmation, speak those words to myself. Hug my children all the time <laughs> as much as you know i possibly can things like that even though you know rather than saying oh this is the way you know just blindly doing what was done with us so my my dad didn't hug no this is not me but imagine someone saying well my dad didn't hug us so i don't i'm not hugging my kids and these are the things that i'm just thinking no be intentional break that cycle don't just decide that oh i don't like hugs why don't you like hugs hugs what is it about your environment that meant that you didn't like hugs because go back to when you were a baby there is no baby that doesn't like hugs there's no baby that doesn't want you to spend quality time with them there is no baby that doesn't want you know kind words said to them there is no child no toddler that wouldn't wouldn't be over the moon if you thought of them and bought them something they actually genuinely liked you know, so or, or did something really kind for them to show that you cared for them. We are born with the ability to receive and give love in numerous ways.
So let's not focus too much on one way of expressing love to our children because that's all we think we have. We can develop the other ways. That's what I learned to do. And even though it hasn't all, um, it's not all equal, I was surprised when I did the quiz again and you had evened out a lot more. I had become to, I'd, I'd grown to understand that there are different ways to give and receive love. So with my children, um, I, I asked them this question. I said to them, how do you know that mommy loves you? And of course, they, they said the usual thing. We just know. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm glad you know. Um, because as a kid, personally, I, I wasn't sure. So this is not, it's not a given for your child to just know. So it was great to hear that they knew I loved them. I thought, whew good. I'm doing all right. I said, but can you just give me some things that help me know? And honestly, I just smiled as I listened. And they said things like, well, you say it to us. You say it to us all the time. Uh, and then they were just going back and forth, each of them. Oh, you give, a, you give us lots of hugs. Oh, and also the stuff that you do for us. You know, sometimes when I ask you to do this and then you just, you know, you just go and do it and surprise me. And oh, you just also you, the things you buy, you buy some really lovely things for us and you spend time with us. And um, you always listen to me when, and they just started listing all these things that you could split into the five love languages. They just kept listing them. And I started to make notes of these things and I used things that they said, plus things I've learned to make a love tracker that, oh, by the way, I will put in the show notes, you could just download, um, you can click the link and get your own love tracker for free. And my point is the things that they listed basically just said, they receive love in these five different ways, five different categories, I guess, but, you know, different ways of expressing love. And that's what I want to encourage parents to focus on. I don't think that we should be trying to find out what the love language of our child is. Now, if we have a teenager and they've already been learning this language, one language for so long, and that's when that becomes the dominant one, then we can just help them out by showing them love in the other ways. So if we were finding out the love language of our children for the purpose of showing them love in all the different ways and making sure we're not not um, withdrawing love from them in any way, particularly, that's great for, for strengthening their, their muscles in how to receive and give love. But if we are trying to find out the love language of our child for the purpose of reinforcing that language, then I would say no. That's not, a, that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that we do that. Of course you can, of course you can do, you know, as a parent, you're free to show love how you want to. Um, but I personally wouldn't do that with my kids and I'll just encourage people to try and show love, be intentional as much as you can, and also learn to receive love in the different ways your children will try and show you. So just a reminder before we wrap up this podcast that you can get my love tracker for free is just a list of different ways in which um, we can express love to our children. And to be honest, it's it's going to cover all the five love languages. So I hope that by listening to this, you haven't felt like, oh, I'm discarding 30 years plus of work that's been so beneficial to numerous people. No, I'm not doing that. I love it. I just will not be focusing and reinforcing one love language with my children. But I'll be encouraging you all to um, express love in all the different ways because our children need that and that's that would help them in their relationships too thank you for listening and remember to click that link and get your love tracker.